0: we we'll Good morning and we are live from Greece. I'm very excited to be bringing you this episode. I have two amazing ladies by my side in person today and I'm absolutely delighted that they agreed to come on the podcast and share some of their knowledge and nuggets with yourself. So we are here in Greece on a a holiday stroke, um, what shall I say? mastermind group and what that means is see when you get like-minded people who come together who are sharing ideas who are helping one another supporting one another it's amazing what you can create and today I wanted to bring that importance of surrounding yourself with others who see your vision who support your vision help you grow they don't hold you back they want you to expand and are really invested in, in supporting you so today the two ladies that i am grateful to be sitting beside is the lovely alpa pandia who is a mindset and inner wealth mentor and we also have the gorgeous lauren brooks who is a manifestation and success coach so
1: welcome ladies thank you thank you it's nice to be thank here. you for having us on your podcast
0: amazing amazing so i'm going to go to you alpa because i know that you are also uh, a fellow podcaster Mm -hmm. and you have got a varied background on different things that you have done to get you to this point and you're amazing at manifestation so where would you like to start in telling us a little bit about your journey or anything that you feel that you would like to share to our listeners today um for
2: me I think I, well I started in 2014 in all of this, and I, I accidentally fell into it. Um, I didn't set out to be um, a mentor of any sort, but um, so my background is in radio, and um, um, I fell into the whole world of the law of attraction and uh, personal growth, and um, our our um, mutual mentor Bob or Proctor back in 2014 and I think I was going through a phase in my life where um, I wanted more I didn't know what I wanted uh, but I knew I was here and put on this planet for a lot more than what I was doing um, so aside from being a radio presenter which I've been doing for 27 years um, I also was holding down two jobs so I was doing a radio show once a week and I was also working full time in a call center for a telecommunications company. And I was in that job for 14 years. And I originally joined that thinking within two years I'll leave. Um, But I got comfortable, and I think that's key here. I got comfortable with the job because I thought it was paying, well it was, it was paying me a good amount of money for sitting on my bum chatting to customers although they were complaining customers because I was in the credit control team, and uh, it was all to do with customers not paying their bill on time. So I was hearing a lot of abuse on the phone, actually. And it wasn't something that, um, obviously, I wanted to stay but stay with, but because it paid so well, and it was allowing me to travel. Travel is one of my passions. Um, so the money I was earning was at least allowing me to do that. But at the same time, if anybody's worked in a call centre, it's very controlled. And I didn't want to be controlled um, in my life Um, and so I made a decision back in 2014 to leave that job after 14 years of doing it Uh, but I didn't know where I was going to go from there, I I knew I didn't want to be in that space anymore and like I said I knew I was here for more but I didn't know what that more was Um, and there was a voice, you know there's always this voice inside of us that's telling us that, Alpha, you're wasted in this space. Um, you need to be doing something else. Um, and for a long time, I kind of shunned that voice down because I didn't know myself what it was. Um, but then it, it grew louder and louder and louder. And I thought, I've got to listen to this voice. So I made the decision to quit my job. And it was only after watching and being introduced to the secret. Mm. I watched that documentary. And that's all another story, so I don't know how long we've got. But um, it, I was introduced to The Secret through a music producer that I actually interviewed on my show. And he was saying that you must watch this documentary. And um, he's manifested so much from it, and he's a successful he music blah, blah, blah. And I refused to watch it. And I knew when it came out, I knew when the book came out, but I rejected it because I just thought the whole personal growth industry and law of attraction was just a load of Mm -hmm. mumbo-jumbo, but because he insisted I did watch it, and if anybody's seen that documentary, which I believe so many people have, um, there's some really good speakers on there, but one person that stood out for me was Bob, Bob Proctor, because it was almost like it was The Missing Piece to the Jigsaw Puzzle, where he was talking about paradigms, he was talking about, um, the mind and how the mind works and I didn't know how the mind works but something just clicked and resonated with me. and when you started talking about it I thought this is what I need this is what I need to have in my life to to move to the place that I want to move to um, so when I was watching it I just said out aloud again I didn't know what I was doing and I just said I'm going to meet this man and I'm going to work with him and I said it with conviction wow. um, and that was in um, November 2013, and then in uh, March 2014, I quit the call center job. So just had one one show per week. Um, friends and family were like, "What are you doing? Um, you know how you're going to sustain yourself and how are you going to um, pay for your commitments?" Blah blah blah. But I said, "No, this is a step I'm going to take." Um, and I decided to attend a seminar that Bob was hosting. Um, so in August 2014 I met Bob uh, for the very first time and then the rest is history but we'll talk about that later but that's how my journey started so it's a long answer (laughs) (laughs) but that's how it started but I think it was important to mention those things because um, again I took a leap of faith I quit a job that was paying me quite a lot of money for doing what I was doing yet I realised that that wasn't where I needed to be, that wasn't for me anymore mm-hmm. um, and
0: I had, I had no money behind me but it was a decision that I took. Amazing, so you, you took that decision and invested in yourself because you recognised that you didn't have that inner fulfilment but you took a risk. And then, for those that don't know where Bob's seminar was, so you would have been in, where were you staying at the time, in England? And then did you go out to Canada for to take a seminar? Did you go in person? Yeah,
2: so I was living in England. I live in a city called Leicester. And then I moved, I I didn't move, but I went to the seminar. It was a five-day seminar. Right. um, Which I had to invest a lot of money, Mm -hmm. 8,000 pounds, to attend it. Um, And I remember I actually approached... Dr Gallagher Institute which is who we are a part of as well Um, and I emailed them back and forth for over a month to say I'm a radio presenter my whole intention was to interview Bob that's what I wanted to go there for but it took them a month to even reply back to my email so again this was being persistent I didn't know what I was doing but but I guess it when you're in the um, radio world and in the media if you want to interview people you've got to be persistent you've got to keep knocking on the door until they say yes, so I did that and it took them a month to um, reply to my email and then they said, well you can have 15 minutes with him but obviously you've got to fly over to Toronto, Canada which is where he's doing the seminar and in order for me to even do that I had to invest the 8,000 to go there Mm -hmm. so I thought, okay, if that's the price I have to pay I'm willing to do that and I did literally um, have about 20, 25 minutes with him Um, and when I did meet him I was in awe of him, um, and I've met and um, interviewed a lot of celebrities in in, 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 in media. Nobody really. I was never starstruck by anybody. When I met him, I don't know what it was. His presence, his energy. I was literally starstruck, and I was in tears. And he actually said to me, uh, "What is it that you you know? What is it that you want? What brings you here?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "I don't know, but I I know that." Um, there's something in my life that I want. I want freedom of time, I want freedom of money, which is what everybody wants. Um, and I said, I, I want to continue traveling and um, I want to help people. I want to set my own business up like I didn't know what in. And he said, will you do exactly what I tell you? And I was reluctant, but I kind of said, yeah. And he goes, Alba, you need to be certain. He goes, you're telling me you want X, Y, Z, but are you willing to do what it takes? And I think that was what really hit me. And then I ended up, I bursted out crying in front of him. I don't know why, I think I just got so emotional. And he he reached his hand in his pocket and he he gave me his handkerchief. And he said, It's clean, and to wipe my tears. So I did that. (laughs) And then I handed it back to him. And thought, What do I do with it? It was just one of those things. And he took it, he took it back. And he said, Do you want to come back later? And I said, I don't normally do this, I don't burst out crying. I'm Mm -hmm. not that kind of person where I'll just stop I don't even cry at movies Mm. Um, and he said well maybe you need to Mm. he goes maybe there's something you need to be releasing and again that really touched something inside of me and then he asked me again he goes are you willing to do what I tell you and I knew it would involve money Mm -hmm. and it involved time I had the time but didn't have the money but then I said you know what there's something about this man and what he's saying and for, for me to travel all the way from England to Toronto and invest that money in the first place, there's got to be a reason why. So then I said yes. And that's how my proper journey started all mm-hmm. with this. But, yeah.
0: Wow. Well, I could just imagine that you with the hanky and yeah. with the tears and stuff and total contrast to me, because you've seen what I've been like on this holiday. like. Yeah. We were watching the other night when we went for dinner right on the waterfront crystal turquoise blue waters feeling that heat on your skin surrounded by beauty no matter what direction that you looked at and we had the most beautiful sunset and then we had really good tunes they had a, a lady who was uh, singing um, these songs and she started to spell out this song and that was it i was gone it was just like tears of joy and gratitude to to be in the space with you beautiful ladies and what we've been creating together and what's actually here you know so yeah I'm the opposite (laughs) I'm the crier of the bunch (laughs) but it's good to let it all out and connect with that emotion that's really really important so so what happened with you then because you obviously you took this risk you also had a there was that inner knowing inside of you as well you know that you were you were listening to and So, cause I'm sure there's a lot of people, cause I I get this objection quite a lot is that people want to grow and they want more things in their life, but they'll they'll hold themselves back by saying, you know, I don't have the time, I don't have the money or, you know, it's generally, those are like the two main things that do come up when we're talking to people about expanding and growing. Like, so what would you say to those people or where does your journey take you next? How would you like to, to continue from that? Um,
2: you have to invest in yourself you've got
0: to be willing to pay the
2: price whatever that is and one thing bob said to me that day was um it, when you make the decision the money comes and i didn't i didn't believe him and in, in all honesty i didn't believe in anything he was telling me but i i took his faith that he had in me and he and his belief that he had um and I made the decision, and I put it all on credit card um, to become a consultant. So, this is how then my journey developed. I invested into a program that became a consultant within this organization. Um, and again, that was a huge amount of money then. Um, it was £18,000. So, on top of the 8000 that I had already paid, and don't forget, I'd quit my full time job. But when I quit my full time job, I made a decision that I'm going to get what they called leavers pay so you get a year's salary for quitting so I applied for it um, I finally got it so I used half of that money to invest in, in me becoming a consultant and starting my own coaching business and then the rest of it I took a loan out and thankfully I, I, I managed to pay all that back within a year in, in, in investing myself so um, and I started to understand money and energy and how the flow event money works um, and it's all about when you invest huge amounts on yourself that money comes back to you, it has to. It's, it's part of the giving and receiving, so it has to come back to you in some way, shape or form and so when Bob says when you make a decision the money will always be there, all the resources will be there, or the people, whatever it is that you need it's so true um, And since then, I have invested huge amounts of money in my own personal growth, in my business, and I've seen it come back. Um, You know, there's that saying, you've got to speculate to accumulate, and that's basically what it is. Mm -hmm. So, um, I studied the program, I started seeing results, um, I I was a consultant, I started my own coaching business, which grew, um, and I've had dips as well, there's been low points as well. There's been times where I've hit rock bottom in my life, financially twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always believe as soon as you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere else you can go, you're gonna rise, right? Mm-hmm. And I have. Um, there was a point where I was even, there was one point in my life where um, I had no money. I had um, 30,000 pounds worth in debt on credit cards. Um, and I was getting uh, letters through the post. I was getting phone calls from the bank saying, you, know, you need to pay this. You know, da, da, da. My credit score was literally embarrassing, um, and I was at a point where I was so low in my life, and I was thinking of selling my jewellery that had been gifted to me from my wedding to just pay for my bills. Um, but I remember once my mum said that, um, "Don't you dare sell the jewellery. There's a way out. Think of a way out." and i did and things just again i, I built my energy mm-hmm.
0: so i didn't have to sell anything and the money just came slowly slowly, slowly. and that's, that's i love the fact that you're being very authentic and open and i really appreciate that because that's one thing i love about what we do with empower hour is that I, I get i see it time and time again that people they just look at the end result and they don't realize that people have been through a journey they've had to go through the challenges, the doubts, the risk—like, and coming from not having any money, and then but still investing and still believing and, and risking like pretty much everything, and then you still had challenges along the way, and that's great. You had your mum there saying, "Look, there's always another way." So and it is—it's getting into that solution orientated mindset. You know, for, for every problem, there's always mm-hmm. a solution. But, and it's being able to ask yourself the right questions. Or to be able to get the right answers so like how, what helped you take you out of that dip then was it digging into your tools and obviously your mum helped bring you back and
2: yeah it was digging into the tools that i already had mm-hmm. and the program that we facilitate um it's just amazing and i'm so grateful for that because i started working on myself and a lot of it was to do with self-image um, and how i see myself how i value myself how I, and my relationship with money wasn't great i grew up in a household where um, money was scarce, you know, my dad was the only breadwinner, there was four of us in terms of siblings. And then, um, there was a point, um, where my cousin came and lived with us for a few years as well. Um, so there was one breadwinner, my mum used to do the hardest job ever, which was to bring kids up and be a housewife. Um, and, but we never went without. But I always used to hear arguments around money. And um, you know, I remember saying to again, I didn't know what I was doing. I was very young, but I remember saying to myself that uh, I'm going to earn a lot of money. I'm never going to have these arguments around money ever again. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've been brought up with that whole thing about money doesn't grow on trees, and I still knew it. Um, but I and I and, and I and I've actually developed this whole idea that actually money does grow on trees. It's it's paper. Money is energy. It's paper. There's a form. There's an energy that it goes through. So technically money does grow on trees. And so every time somebody says that or I hear it, I'll just tell myself money does grow on trees. And it's up to me how much money I want to plant. Love it. Um, So yeah, there there has been hardships financially. Um, But it's about changing your mindset around money and your attitude Mm -hmm. and really understanding what money is. And I think this whole process that we teach it, it helps you understand what money is. And it makes you understand that everything is energy. We are energy. We are creators. And it's really tapping into our own selves to create what it is that we want. Mm-hmm. So through the whole um, process, um, I started manifesting a lot of money. Like I said, I, I was able to pay back everything within a year. Um, I'm, uh, if we talk about material goods, Um, you know I I love cars as you know Mm -hmm. and I have been able to drive some really nice cars even before I was involved in all of this Um, but my my I don't want to say dream car because I've realized in the last 18 months it wasn't my dream car but I settled and that's another story but I have been settling (laughs) in my life over there was a pattern that this whole process helped me to see that I was living a pattern throughout my whole life, whether it was material goods, whether it was situations, whether it was relationships. You know, they say the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And I I literally only just realized this 18 months ago and I've been in this industry for eight years. So you can see that it does take a lot of work as well. Um, So I bought a Porsche 911 Carrera back in 2015, July 2015. And I thought that was my dream car, but really, from the age of 18, I always watched a Maserati. And at that time, I, I remember seeing a Maserati. didn't know it was called a Maserati. I didn't know what it was. I was just fell in love with the Envy the logo. It was a Trident. Um, and I just loved that. And then it was only in November of last year that I bought the Maserati. So that's taken me a good, I don't know, 20 odd years to manifest the dream path. Um, Yeah, so there's a lot of material things that I've gained from this, but I've also realised that I've settled a lot in my life. And it was actually last year that I decided I would not fully settle for anything anymore, or anyone anymore, um, and just go for what I want. I
0: love that. And and it's really good to see... um, it's it's through the constant study and it's always related to like layers of the onion you know as as you're peeling back the layers of the onion and constantly working that continual growth and then you start to see things that you never even knew that was there and but you were able to identify that and change it and, and and look at what you've achieved and it's only just the the tip of the iceberg for you alpha you've achieved so much already and there's way more to come from you and I'm really excited to now be on this journey with you as well because I know there will definitely be more more trips for us like this. It's yeah, this has
2: been yeah. amazing, this whole yeah. trip, this whole masterminding this holiday, I mean, we're, we're in such beautiful settings. I wish this was a video because your viewers and listeners could see just how gorgeous of the setting and surrounding we're in, it's just been fantastic and we've manifested it.
0: Absolutely, because what, what I, I want people to, to know at home as well is like, but prior to us actually coming on this holiday, we hadn't actually met in person. We knew Lauren, this mm-hmm. is the first time I've actually yeah. met you.
1: At the airport. Yep,
0: <laughs> and then Alpa, obviously I've, I've seen you on Zoom calls, so we've had that connection that way. But it's when we've been here, it's like we've known each other for such a long time. It's been with ease and flow, it's been mm-hmm. effortless. And that's the beauty of when you have people who are coming together who have, like, they're work, continuously working on their mindset, they're aware of, like, the certain laws of the universe and that there's no drama, there's 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 no falling out, it's just, like, it's just been really, really beautiful and one I'm truly grateful to have experienced, so thank you to the both of you. And that was our, my intention, is to be able to bring a little bit of this energy to you guys through through the podcast, so... Thank you, Alpa. I'm going to move over to you, Lauren. So um, again, it's wonderful that you've decided to, to come on and say hello. So what would you like to share with our listeners? Do you want to tell them a little bit about your background,
1: your story? Yeah, so I, my Manifestation and Success Coach title actually only started in May 2021. Um, it was actually a year ago yesterday that I made the decision to invest in myself like Alpa did. Um, prior to that, my background is teaching. So since being as small as I can remember, three, four, maybe, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, or at least I thought I did. So I had this big whiteboard in my bedroom, and I would line all my teddies up. And every any time any friends came over, I was the teacher and I was the boss, and we, you know. And I just thought that's a, that's my path. That's where I want to go. Um, so I did well at school, I went to college, university, and I got my first teaching job. And I thought this, is, this was everything that I ever wanted. And within the first year of teaching, I didn't feel the way I thought I would feel. I didn't, um, how do I explain it? I just, I wasn't happy, I wasn't fulfilled. There was, there was something more. Um, so I stuck at it for three, four years. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So then I was teaching from Zoom, as any teachers listening, you know, it was horrendous. All these children that couldn't be in the classroom and I found that really difficult. So I thought maybe the answer, maybe I'm not feeling the way I'm feeling about, I thought I'd feel about teaching is because um, the way that schools operate isn't in line with my values. I thought maybe that's what it is. So then during the pandemic I had the idea to start my own tuition center, but it would be different. So the idea behind it was that it was holistic, it was child led, it was um provision which meant that children chose how they learn. It wasn't I didn't have I don't have desks and chairs, it's bean bags, it's things like that. So I started that really quickly. I created it in my little office at home. Um and within six months, I had a centre. It just it just happened, and I, and I kept my teaching job. Um, and within say three or four months of owning the centre, I was earning more doing say twelve hours a week, doing what I loved at the time, um, with you know less hours, less stress, and I was earning more than I was as a teacher. So I thought well, that this is it, then this is the answer. So um, I was happy, it was okay, but there was still something more, and I just didn't know what it was. But I couldn't leave it alone, so I started. I I watched The Secret um a couple of years ago. but I from being maybe seventeen used to watch Bob Proctor on YouTube. I just came up across him. I didn't know who he was. I just thought he was this you know this guru, and he knew what he was talking about. So I used to listen to him. But I always say to people, I just wasn't ready for him yet. <laughs> I wasn't ready to make that, you know, that big step into personal development. Um, but this was niggling, it was just niggling away at me all the time. So I then um, I hired a business coach to help me with the tuition centre to grow it because my idea was that I was going to have all of these centres and make it really big. Um, and so, yeah, I hired a business coach and I was listening to a podcast of hers and there was a lady on there as a guest speaker who had gone through Bob Proctor's mentorship and it just lit something up inside of me and I was like... I was meant to hear that. I was meant to listen to this podcast. And so I had a conversation with Proctor Gallagher Institute, which is of course who we who were involved with. Um, and I originally didn't sign up to be a consultant. I signed up for a year long coaching program. And then as I started the coaching program, somebody had mentioned about teaching this material to other people. And so I booked a call to speak with Proctor Gallagher again. And within say 24 hours, I'd made the decision to do it. And at the time, I had so I was on my own, I had a mortgage to pay for, I had about four grand debt at the time, which isn't now. I look at it and think that's really small, but at the time that was huge to me. Um, I'd also obviously taken out a big loan to start the tuition business. I wasn't in a great place financially. Um, but I still made the decision. I had I actually tell people this I had 27 pounds in my bank when I made that decision and I thought, I, I didn't know what I was doing at the time but it, I knew it was right um, and so I said just give me 24 hours and I'll get this money together and I did. I got I got enough to start anyway um, and like Alper I paid it off within the year but I started my journey in nearly £50,000 worth of debt and I um, you know that sounds terrifying to people but it's really strange at the time i didn't feel terrified because i knew it was like this inner knowing that i had to put myself in that position to then quantum leap and and like like how i've paid it off within the year and and loads of success coming through um so i'm not a teacher anymore but i still have my tuition business um and of course my coaching so i'm doing both it's incredible yeah Am I allowed to share how old you are? Of course you are, yeah. So Lauren is only
0: 26. And I just think it's so incredible, like being able to tune in intuition. Like, well, first of all, you had your vision of what Mm -hmm. you wanted to do with the teaching. You knew that it wasn't sitting with you. You've created this vision. And then all the way along, you've like been listening to that inner voice of more and more and more. And then to put yourself on the line like that with the, the coaching and then do it and then pay it all off and sitting
1: where you're at today and the age of 26 I find that phenomenal I think that's Thank amazing you. yeah and I mean a lot of people probably hear this but when when I was going through that transition you know I heard the whole stay with you what are you doing like you teach a teacher job you're gonna have like a government pension you get all of these holidays and like people around me seem to be fi- fixated on the fact that when I have children I'd have all this time off with them and it's an ideal job and it, it everyone was you know telling me I was crazy and one word that I often and still do hear is that I was I was very impulsive um, and I, I often saw that as a negative thing you know I'm making all these impulsive decisions and when I was you know in this debt and often I doubted like there were times when I thought "Oh my God what am I going to do? Um, I saw that impulsiveness as really negative but now I see it as listening to my inner voice and I knew it was right and it it's making so the, the program that we teach teaches you how to make decisions and I realize now that I was probably very good at that but I didn't realize that I was so I was making decisions really quick and going with that inner inner knowing if that makes sense Absolutely. yeah because then when if we take too long for to make a decision
0: that's then when doubt worry fear anxiety Absolutely. kicks in mm-hmm. and that inner chatter kicks in and pulls us back from what instinctively know knows the right idea but then that logic kicks in oh. and going oh my god how am I going to pay for this and all that that noise but you just you took action on it and yeah. look where like that decision has got you and sitting here today and then the ripple effect of that for the same with you Alpha is like the people that you've then affected in, in your life so yeah. in your close families but then all the clients that you've served and their families and that continues to, to ripple out just from that one decision. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and you know you're talking at the, at the beginning of the podcast about being around people who lift you up and support you. So when I first started my journey, I had um, a lot of toxic friendships, a lot of toxic relationships, and like, like Alka said, it was, a, it was a self-image thing because I didn't feel worthy of, of having better people around me, so I attracted those people into my life. But when I started this journey it was almost as if I took a step backwards or so it seemed because I lost a lot of people. So a lot of friends, you know, trailed off, um, people who I thought were friends at, at work, at the teaching job, I didn't I lost communication with them and it it felt as though I'd sort of isolated myself. But then slowly but surely I I began experiencing different relationships. Um and attracting people like you guys who are on my um, frequency. And now I realise what that means. So I I just was operating on a better frequency than what I was originally. So the frequency I was on had all of those people that were toxic and that weren't good for me. And then when I upgraded my frequency, so to say, then I attracted much better people. And it's it's strange because it, it felt like a contrast. It felt as though it was a negative thing, I was losing everybody, but it was actually a really positive thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So for somebody that's maybe never heard the terminology frequency or isn't yeah. quite
0: understanding like vibration or manifestation, so when you see that, is there like something else that you can add that maybe um, would help them understand or be able to make, to make it more relatable?
1: Yeah, so everything, everything that you have right now in your world is because you're consciously aware of it, and everything is energy. We're energy. Everything is energy. So, if you are, and, and it all comes down to your consciousness, your conscious awareness. So at that time, I couldn't see more money. I couldn't see better relationships. I couldn't see better um, people around me because I wasn't on the vibration of it. So Bob explains it as like you know how we have telephones and we can call the all these different people. So when I call you, Amanda, I'm on your frequency when I call. Alpram on hers, it's the same thing in life. So I can only see what's on my frequency right now. And when you visualize, when you've got this higher vision and you start to become consciously aware of more, you raise your vibration. And when you raise your vibration, you go into a different frequency and then you can just see more. <laughs> and then when you get there you want to go like even further. That constant yeah, yeah. And I found that, so at the beginning of my journey, it was very much, I was money oriented. I wanted more money. And I think it's because I was coming from a place of, well, I know I was coming from a place of lack. So I felt that I needed it to be happy. Now, this journey has taught me that my priority is to feel good on the inside. That's what it's all been about, you know, feeling, feeling good. Because if I feel good, I'm attracting all of these things anyway. So money's just become like a consequence of that. It's, no, it's not really a... It is a goal to have more money, but it's not that I focus on it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's the feeling good, and then the money has just come naturally. Absolutely, yeah. and I think a lot of people can really get it the, other way, the wrong way round,
0: thinking that mm-hmm. it's the money that's going to bring them the happiness, yeah. and it's understanding that the happiness comes from within. It's an inside job, and the more that we work on like our inner peace and releasing the hardness so that we can have about ourselves and work on the self-image and our self-worth then all the other things that, that, that we want all comes like what you were saying is like almost like a consequence it, as a byproduct. because you are then on the frequency of all that you're bringing in more things to feel yeah. good about and grateful about and, and abundant mm-hmm. about rather than coming from, from a lack mentality.
1: Yeah, a lot of people I think believe that the money will, like you say, make them happy. Um, but it's it's not actually. It's like you say, it's the other way around. The happiness will bring the money. And it's being happy now, isn't it? It's being happy in the in the present moment, which is something that I really had to focus on. I was very much um, either looking backwards, in you know, looking at my state, mistakes that I've made or decisions that I've made, and beating myself up about it. Or I was looking, I was focusing on what I didn't have, and it was just bringing, taking me further away from it, because I, it, it was just creating that gap, um, and I was needing it and wanting it more than just desiring it and being happy now, so that so I could allow it to come. So that's been a huge lesson for me, being present. And I think as well as like, because that's what I love about what it is we do is being able to
0: change our focus from let's say there are things going on in our life right now that we maybe don't want or aren't happy with or want to change but what we do is we can focus on that even more and not realizing that that's actually we're just creating more and more and more of that yeah. so it's has been able to train our minds to be able to see something other than what's going on right there right then so we can pull that into the, in our existence and if that's the first concept that people have maybe heard that it can sound like so woo woo but it's like Mm. But it's that constant being able to train yourself regardless of what else is going on around about you so you yeah. can create something different to what you already have. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I love like what you're saying as well, it's like the lack of mentality and like it is, it's what we've been, been grown up, you're not, we were good in our imagination as children but you know at some point then that kind of like got pushed to the side and it's like no, 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 this is what you have to do, pay attention. Yeah. And, you know, we like we kind of lost that somewhere along the line. That's been able to train it and bring it back, so that we can then really create something way bigger than what we ever think we're capable of. But yeah. we're capable of so much more. Yeah. And look at you just at, like you're only 26 and I get so excited because you're like you're young enough to be my daughter mm-hmm. and we've had that conversation quite, quite quite a few times and I just look at you and what you've achieved in your life it's just absolutely incredible. So the thing when you're doing things like this it's really interesting what can happen so we're now where we're sitting is on the balcony overlooking the sea and we've got some neighbor who has now put on some, <laughs> some music which you'll be hearing in the background which is um, quite, or is it the pool? It's at the pool side. It's yeah. at the pool side, yeah. so you're, we're bringing some of the Greek flavour to you. So we won't go on for too much longer then, just with the, with the background tunes, although it's very, very nice and uh, topical. <laughs> what would you ladies like to, is there anything that you guys would like to, to share that could potentially help our listeners? like because the empower hour is all about helping to empower people and it's like from your stories it's like if you you can do it then so can our people at home and it's being able to take that leap of faith make those decisions tune into your your your, your inner voice the proper one not the mindless chatter but that like tuning into your heart is how i normally say it mm-hmm. um, anything you guys would i think do.
1: it i think for me you know if i was to share anything it's to trust yourself because you have to, <clears throat> when you say that inner knowing, you're hearing so much external noise. So when I was, when I made that decision, I was hearing things like, but Lauren you're in debt and you're gonna be, you're a teacher, like don't give all of that up. And I had to trust myself and I had to ignore all of that. And if I didn't trust myself, I wouldn't be sat here now. Um, if I had listened to all of that external noise and looked at my, we call it like the 3D physical world, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the debt and I saw what people were saying then I wouldn't have made this decision and I wouldn't be here now so I, for me it would be to shut off that external noise and just trust yourself, go within that's my biggest, biggest advice my biggest <laughs> lesson so yeah, that's <laughs> so I'd share yeah. Amazing, thank you Lauren what about yourself?
0: I think
2: for, for me, I agree with uh, what Lauren's saying but also uh, to go for what you really want don't go for what You think other people want for you and that's um, that's just something that i've actually noticed by working with my own clients that a lot of the time they don't really go for what they want and i think that's because i've noticed that in myself as well i didn't really go for what i wanted i kind of settled for things because i thought well okay i can have that or it's more easier for me to get this so i'll do this but then when you do that what happens is you're still wanting what you originally wanted Mm -hmm. so you've still got that desire but you're settling so my big message is please do not settle Mm -hmm. go for what it is that you really really want and don't even think about how you're going to get there or you haven't got the money or none of that because you're right there's nothing special about us we've just gone out there and gone for what we really really want because we've trusted Um, our inner power and at the time we probably didn't know enough about that inner power but the more you actually work with that inner power it works with you Mm. and i think for me that's the biggest lesson is do not settle just go for what you want you've got one life right just do not settle (laughs) the only thing i can say do not settle go for what it is
0: that you want absolutely and like i can see for me and my experience of, like especially with relationships, like I didn't get married until I was forty-one, if I think it was. Um, but it was, and I could have been married a couple of times prior to that. But it was like no, I, like I just that inner knowing as well as like it wasn't right. And it's just then believing and and really putting yourself in that space of what it is that you want, and eventually you will get it. And. Like that's like one of my biggest manifestations today. I, I tell everybody, you know, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, my love will never come. But you've got to change that. You've got to change the script that you're saying on the inside and, and don't settle for that. Don't settle for anything. Eh? It's like you can truly really create and have whatever you want. Should just choose to decide. And then the resources, like whether it's with certain coaches, certain material, like you help out, like from watching The Secret, which you were initially like rejecting, but it kept coming and then you took up the reins and then to Bob and then the same yourself. Yeah. It's interesting then what then can come from that and it's listening and, and having faith and moving forward. So um, I really enjoyed this, this was great, I mean we've done nothing but chat since we've got here about loads of different um, layers of empowerment and helping each other so I'm um, truly grateful to prepare of you first were like inviting me to come here at Alpa which was a manifestation of mine I manifested you in I had wanted to mastermind with Alpa Alpa didn't know that Um, obviously I hadn't known Lauren before that and then when Alpa had got in touch with me saying that she was putting together a manifestation uh, a mastermind in Greece, I was like ah so um and it's amazing so it just shows you when you're on that frequency Absolutely. what then can happen So, and this is the start of many this is just the first one we've done
2: yeah. there's going to be so many more on bigger scales and it's yeah. just going to be amazing and, and for our
0: clients, clients. <laughs> so if you want to get in yep. you know what you need to do so, what I'll do with this episode is I'll put um, the details of how to find Lauren and Alpa at the bottom of our podcast, should you wish to look them up and hear a little bit more about what it is that they're doing. But for now, that's another episode of the Empower Hour in the Bag. And thank you. We we'll look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.